Welcome to the 11th episode of the DOS Game Club podcast. Uh, I'm Martijn, Tijn on the forums, uh, and we're going to talk about a Grand Theft Auto, the uh, the original one, the first one, the DOS one, of course. Um, now, I'm not going to do this by myself at all. Uh, actually, we've got quite a group here. Uh, first of all, there's Florian, of course. Hey. And there's also Philip. Hi there. And David. Hello from the east coast of the US. And newly joining us is Mike Treadway. Hey there, from uh, the west coast of the US. So we're we're spanning the globe now. This club is going absolutely <laughs> great. Um, yeah, so uh, we're just here to talk about Grand Theft Auto. And I think that's uh, what we should do now. For starters, usually I ask the person who suggested this game uh, why they picked it. But in this uh, particular case, uh, I think the game was suggested by DOS Game Club user Toasty, uh, who has been on the podcast before. Um, but he didn't manage to play the game, actually, uh, this month. So, yeah, it, we felt it was a little bit awkward, maybe, to talk about a game he hasn't actually played. <laughs> so, so he's not here. Um, yeah, it was a difficult game to get running. Yeah, so maybe maybe that's a good first uh, subject. Did any did everyone manage to actually get this running on the on a modern computer? Because apparently, this is not as straightforward as it was with some of our previous games. Yeah, what I ended up doing um, was I just went to one of those. Uh, I just Google searched it and opened it up in a, a browser window and I just played it in a browser. It didn't get the sound working, so I was playing it without sound. But uh, that's how I ended up doing it. Any any sound at all? No, it was no sound at all. It was it wow, was I had to okay. kind of fill it in with my head a little bit. <laughs> okay, but it did work. Yeah. So yeah, that's at least something. Yeah, it was why why is it so hard to get this one running? Anyone an idea? Oh uh, so actually for me it was totally the opposite huh? i just downloaded a installer from a german website that are hosting the game for free now okay and basically it just ran out of the box it had every patch applied that was obviously ne necessary to run properly and yeah there i was well, did you share this link with us on the forums <laughs> yes i actually <laughs> sent it over in irc oh yes oh okay i think 
I think I missed it. Oh, but that's a shame. Then again, I yeah, I didn't have any problems getting it to mm-hmm, run myself. Mm-hmm. Um, although the the CD audio that turned out to be a little bit finicky to to get right, but all the other audio was working. Actually, this it may be a little bit embarrassing, but uh, this without the CD audio, that's exactly the way I played it back in the day because I had a pirated copy and I never had. The... <laughs> well, you were getting into character early. Yeah. It's... <laughs> So it was exactly the same experience as I had before. Yeah, I think a lot of us played this uh, borrowed from friends. Yeah. Uh, This time around, I had difficulty getting it running uh, because something graphics card-ish wasn't working. It... Uh, when I realized that the setup file was called k.exe <laughs> instead of something sane like install or setup, uh, that helped me a lot. Right, uh, right. But yeah, I, n- I never got the CD audio working this time around. Nay, no, that, that, that seems to be... I think there's also some copyright protection going on. I don't know. Uh, it's just, yeah. And also the graphics, um, I think there are uh, two or three modes you can play in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I only got the the eight bit, the lowest mode, working for me. And and uh, the twenty four bit is actually what I played back in the nineties. But I couldn't get that working right now. It just looked mm. really weird. And uh, yeah, it it is interesting how different they look. Apparently, because the developers were updating and uh, concentrating on the twenty four bit graphics mode, and they forgot to port all their changes back to the eight bit one. So the eight bit one looks completely different. Yeah. Oh, that's. That's really weird. Why Why did they bother? Maybe to support older hardware, something like that? Yeah, it's hard to remember, but uh, not everybody could support high color uh, mm. in those days. Well, 1996-ish, uh, some people were still on 20, uh, 256. Hmm. Um, Florian, w- were you able to play the game? Yes, without any problems. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> but- but, I well, I, I own an original boxed copy of the game, and I played it on an... Um, era um, appropriate machine so it was to be expected that it would work wow oh that's almost cheating <laughs> yeah isn't that's it? great <laughs> what's what's up with this why is emulating this game so difficult and and running the original is just yeah why why is there a difference between running the original and an emulated version on a modern machine honestly no idea <laughs> i guess maybe it's very Performance, uh, it needs lots of performance on your computer, I guess, and maybe DOSBox still isn't fast enough to uh, emulate it. I have no idea. Hmm. It is a very late generation uh, DOS game. Mm-hmm. That's true. It's it's one of the last, I think it's from 1997, I think. Yes, exactly. So that's, that's about the last year that any DOS games came out at all. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's, it's the first time we've encountered this. All the previous games would would just run fine on DOSBox, but yeah, yeah. Oh, oh well. Um, so yeah, you were able to play it just fine then. Yeah, perfectly. Um, yeah. I mean, it took me a while to get three um, DFX support working, but after I had figured that out, it was a smooth ride. Oh, you even had the the three DFX version. Yes. Nice. Wow. Whoa. That's what kind of graphic cards were you using? Um, at first, I tried with my Voodoo Two SLI setup, but I didn't get that working at all. Then I actually bought um, a Voodoo One card only to play this game in Voodoo mode. Nice, wow. <laughs> nice. But it, it t- turns out I like the software rendered mode a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's different about it? Well, one thing is that the um, textures all look very blurry. I guess they are filtered. And that makes them look, um, yeah, blurry to modern eyes, I guess. 
Mm. Mm. Yeah, I remember that that first time I got a, a voodoo card myself, I was hugely impressed that there were no visible pixels anymore, that everything looked so smooth and everything was just, yeah, like all the pixels are gone. But actually viewing it now, it was just massively blurry. And it was still low resolution, but blurred. <laughs> so, yeah, yes. a bit of weird, yeah. It totally felt like... Oh wow! This object that has been like, been like, uh, that looked like a box before. Oh, it's a square. It's a circle. Now I really see it. That was basically <laughs> what the first yeah. 3D cards did to you. That was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> and and also now I don't mind the pixels at all. I think it looks uh, pretty good actually. I uh, yeah, mm-hmm. but 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 back in the day, just all those huge chunky pixels, they were not. The aesthetic that that yeah people liked people wanted to get rid of them and yeah somehow this this uh, this filtered texture stuff was hugely hugely popular. Uh, I think the PlayStation did it as well. I think you also have to think about that. Basically, back then, all you had were CRT monitors, hmm. and when I think about GTA, that takes me back to using basically like a like 13 inch or perhaps 15 inch not very focused crt <laughs> mm. so basically like pixely mess looked like a blob of like like one huge texture mm-hmm. 3d mm-hmm. stuff looked looked really awesome cuz it was blurry anyway mm. yeah yeah it's interesting how the the ideas of what looks good has massively changed because pixel art's all over the place now uh, but it, yeah, it it probably has to do with the crisp displays that we have now, mm-hmm, which, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, that's interesting. I see there's like the desire for the pixel art in a lot of, you know, games like, uh, like Shovel Knight or, yeah. you know, a lot of modern games that are coming out, but I don't see anybody going back and trying to recreate the, uh, the blurry <laughs> early video card <laughs> graphics anytime <laughs> soon, you know, like. I don't think there's going to be a retro vibe for those types of things. No. no. Oh, I, I disagree. There are several games that actually have like CRT filters. Oh, yeah. It smashes the pixels, yeah. We can turn it on and it really looks like, well, like, yeah, interlaced and it's blurry. And yeah, well, basically it looks like that sound in the background Grish. you just made. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the low poly 3D stuff that can be sort of fashionable, but but actual... The, the the super low resolution filter textures I don't see that happening either I think that's an aesthetic that just doesn't look good in the end well maybe maybe in a few years we'll think differently about this but yeah right now I don't see it happening mm-hmm. um but well we are talking about how the game looks already like with 3d perspective and mm. everything but what are we looking at anyway like what is the perspective of the game? I think that is one thing a person that has heard of GTA. And I mean, come on, everybody has heard of GTA now. But when people hear, hear this, uh, sorry, when people listen to this podcast and they only know modern GTA games, this will be something completely different. Why? Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Uh, because people, of course, know GTA because of the uh, later games. <laughs> and uh, there were quite a few of the later games. I think it started with GTA 3. And then they made two games using that engine. And they made GTA 4 and 5 now. So that's, yeah, that's loads of games that's been released. And they all have the sort of the same 
um, well, perspective at least, which is a 3D uh, third-person perspective. Mm-hmm. But this first game is massively different, and that's uh, it's quite different. Of it's quite interesting how uh, how a how a series can can evolve and change within the same uh, name and the same brand. Ah, but that happened um, in different genres uh, as well. I mean, look at um, the Duke Nukem games, for example, that started as platformers, and then there was uh, Duke Nukem 3D, and suddenly we're in 3D world. Yeah, yeah, that's that's totally comparable. So maybe it's just a natural progression of things. Yeah, I think, and around that era, well, actually, this, this was a bit earlier, but 1997, 1998, everyone wanted to transplant themselves into 3D. Mm. It was the it was the new big thing. So, so Grand Theft Auto was a bit behind in that, and uh, when it transformed into 3D, I didn't think it would ever work, uh, because I thought the top-down perspective was very iconic of GTA, but uh, now Rockstar Entertainment are millionaires, so <laughs> what do I know? Yeah, this series blew up, didn't it? Mm-hmm. It became so huge, and it wasn't that huge at all for this first game. Uh, I think at the time it was it was a bit of a well, I wouldn't say a niche game, but it's nowhere near the the, the way the the modern ones are mainstream. This one wasn't as mainstream at all. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think the developers were also well, not not a super huge studio. Um, they did. It was developed by DMA Design, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the same people who did um, Lemmings, right? That's right. It, it's a sharp turnaround in theme. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. <laughs> Still lots of explosions, but different. And lots of things just uh, getting smashed and dying. So it's actually the same game. <laughs> oh, oh is it, yeah. Now that you say it, have you played lemmings it's some of the deaths in that are really violent and disturbing <laughs> yeah but yeah this is this is not uh an electronic arts game or you know one of those massive uh, studios it's it's uh it's it's a bit smaller but they yeah this game caught on uh, later uh, on of course and then just grew beyond anything mm-hmm. but it had quite humble beginnings sort of um yeah, I see. Um, uh, who would like to say something about this? The way that a GTA One looks, um, because it's a it's a top down game. It has a top down perspective. So, yeah, who has thoughts about this? Well, I have written down this uh, e- example or like how it looks like, and what I'm thinking about when I. Th- see this game is basically one of those i don't know how they're really called they're they're like small carpets you put in a kid's room and there are streets on there (laughs) because then the kids can take cars and move them around and basically this game is a sick version of a kid playing around with cars (laughs) because you are viewing the cars from top down like you said and you're moving them around and there are small humans walking around and you just run them over and the cars smash into each other and basically that's a game Mm -hmm. i I think that's really good i think that's a great description i remember uh at the time some people called it a a violent micro machine Mm. yes exactly yeah yeah because the the violence it's really quite well it's it's really already in there i mean gta maybe has always been uh uh, known for its violence in and and uh, yeah it's always been depicted in the media like a super violent game mm-hmm. but it's right in the first game it's already right yeah it's right there the 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 
the crazy violence running over people, setting everything on fire. Yes, that's another thing that's weird to think back about, because people don't really care about that as much these days. Uh, in 1996, <laughs> 1997, you had Carmageddon and Grand Theft Auto and Doom a bit earlier, and, and people were up in arms about that. And uh, yeah. But now, you know, there was that, uh, I, you might not even remember it, but there was some game, it was black and white rendered, you played a, basically a school shooter uh, I think it was called Hatred, mm. and they they were specifically developing that to say, "Oh, this is this is going to drive people crazy," and they released it, and nobody cared. Yeah, there was something underwater in the nineties. I don't know, but people like these <laughs> these super super violent games would, for some reason. That caused some very mixed reviews for them too, right? So some uh, magazines gave them zero points or an F um, because it was too violent, and other magazines said, "Hey, this is the most fun thing ever. Uh, we give you one hundred points." Huh? Yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. So it's really um, what do you call this? Uh, such a, a controversial, maybe. Mm, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, but really divisive also. Like, like it puts people into camps. So there's the people who love it and there's the people who hate it, but there's nothing in between. So it's polarizing, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's a good word. Uh, who has played the game uh, before, back in the 90s? I have. Right. So um, I, I suppose you didn't play it between then and now? Um, I think I played GTA 3, um, but besides that, I think nothing else. No, but I mean, you haven't revisited... Yeah, yeah, in the time between then and now, I played some of the newer games, but not the old one again. Yeah, so exactly. So what did you think? Was it like you remembered, or was it massively different, or what struck you as, oh... I... Um, for one, uh, right now I understand English much much better than I did back then, um, so I actually understood what I was doing this time, <laughs> and the game made a lot more sense. <laughs> um, but Was it was it really important? I, I, yeah, it you, doesn't strike me as a reading game. Uh, you have to read the mission descriptions on the phone and on the pager, and if you don't understand what they do, then you just... Uh, <laughs> You're left with with driving through the town and uh, creating all kinds of chaos. <laughs> yeah, does this arrow mean kill this person or meet up <laughs> yeah, with exactly. them or give them a suitcase of money? And, and in fact, uh, even now I wasn't always fast enough reading uh, the mission descriptions and I totally misunderstood because I was uh, running from the cops at the same time and then uh, yeah, just read, uh, go to this guy and then I, I run this guy over because of course he has to be killed, right? And then I said, hey, you idiot! <laughs> Why did you kill him? <laughs> you shouldn't have killed Tommy. <laughs> you yeah. were saving Tommy. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, until, I, until I realized you could just pause the game and the uh, mission description would stay on screen. And then it all went a bit easier for me. Ah, right. Yeah, I remember doing this as well. I think, I think it was a common thing to pause the game just to mm -hmm. read what you... Well, only if you were interested in doing the missions, of course, which... Yeah, right. already a subgroup <laughs> of the players who play this game. Oh, because yes. I don't, think a lot, <laughs> yeah. I don't think a lot of people go for the missions, actually. The fun thing is you can finish the whole game without finishing a single mission. <laughs> it, will take eight, it takes ages, but you can do it, yes. Because the only thing that, that, that you have to do to finish the game is to get the right amount of money. And you can get money through tons of things, like mm -hmm. selling cars, running over uh, monks, uh, <laughs> things like that. Yeah, the monks, they have, they're loaded. yeah. Um, does anyone else that has played it before? Yeah, I had I had the same experience uh, because the first time I played it, it was in German. What? Uh, and <laughs> because I, I I have cousins in Germany and I played it on their machine. And this was this was the game to uh, 
play uh, hidden in the corner hoping your parents don't come in behind you and uh, if your mum comes in you have to quick uh, act natural do the calm driving delivering a parcel <laughs> mission so she doesn't know what kind of game it is um, but it taught me the best German phrase I know which is it kept on asking me to schwing deinen Arsch zu den Telefonen in South Park and I've remembered that to yeah. this day wow I guess you can, you can use it uh, regularly today mm-hmm. That's great. That's that's. Uh, isn't the German version uh, censored? Do you know what? I don't remember it was. Uh, now that huh. now that you mention it, it's really surprising it wasn't. But I don't remember it. Uh, I don't remember it being censored. Huh. As far as I know, the German version, what you call, is just basically a setting in the game, how the mission briefings are displayed in which language. This is the only thing that is translated, as far as I know. Oh yeah. So this is just basically just swap a text file. And to be honest, uh, mm. this game has not a lot of text on screen. It basically has something like, oh, um, I want to start a robbery. Please pick up Johnny and go to the bank and kill everybody. Then you <laughs> pick up Johnny and it says, oh, no, Johnny's a traitor. Kill Johnny and throw the car into the lake. Then you do that. And then it says, all right, you're good to go. Here you got your money. Get Go to the next mission. So that's the kind of text you're reading so shouldn't be much uh i think that was not much hard work to translate that no but normally uh aren't games censored more in germany oh yeah but not not the text only the graphics usually so yeah um you wouldn't see a lot of blood in the german version of a game Mm. and now that you say it i don't even remember if there was so much blood in the game after all (laughs) uh well you you can drive over people i think they leave a little blood stain so (laughs) So, Florian, why didn't you play the German version then, if you could just switch to it? Don't ask me. I was young mm. and stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I thought I was so cool playing this in English, and all my friends uh. probably played it in English too, so I don't know. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Maybe, I di- Maybe I didn't even realize there was a language setting somewhere hidden in the menus. No idea. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably it. Um, Mike, did you play it before? Yeah, I played the um, one of the London packs. I don't know which one, but I, I got it in a... I think I got it in like a PC gamer or some kind of magazine disc in about the year 2000. And that's when I right. played it. And I remember uh, I never did any missions. I just went around and just <laughs> ran people over and ripped them out of their car, backed up, ran over them and, you know, tried to basically run from the police forever. <laughs> I, I tried doing missions a couple of times and I found them just insanely boring. And I just ended up playing like Demolition <laughs> Derby as much as I could. Yeah, I think this is this is the way most people play GTA, really. Mm hmm. I mean, even the modern ones, uh, even the new ones, I, this is what people do, right? People just run around the city and wreck it. <laughs> I just said, I remember, I remember finding finding guns randomly in, in that game. And, you know, you run over a box and get a gun. It's like, oh, hey, look, I have a gun now. I can pull people out and shoot them, not just run them over. And, you know, it's like that sort of stuff I thought was fun. But, yeah, I never, in the new games, too, I never really play any of the story mode. No. Yeah, I think I think lots of people do this, actually. Really? I mean, uh, yeah, I mean this 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 driving around and and killing stuff and and creating chaos that that's fun for a while, but uh, that that wouldn't entertain me for many hours today. I think as as a teenager, of course, that that was a fun thing to do. But today, I think I need a bit more uh, <laughs> to really enjoy the mm-hmm. game. I agree. That's why I don't play these games much. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, any thoughts on on revisiting them now? Like uh, you you've you it. it 20 years have passed since since this game came out. So was this uh, anything like what you thought it would be? 
For me, it I, I loved this game when I was younger. I played this extensively, and to be honest, even the choice of my graphics cards over time stuck to 3DFX cards until like a Voodoo 3, because I just loved those GTA games, and they were running just so smooth with the 3DFX cards. But going back to GTA 1 now is... Well, it has one problem for me. It is still fun for me, but... Well, you see you see this game from a top-down perspective and it has one flaw for me. And this is basically the idea when you speed up your car, the game zooms out so you can see more of the environment you're going to drive to. But this zooming in and out according to the speed you're moving in is on, on a big large screen nowadays with a modern graphics card feels so chunky and I don't know, like mm. it's not really motion sickness, but it really feels weird. I didn't have that mm -hmm. problem back then with my small screen, but now it's really annoying to me. And that's where I have a problem with the game, to be honest. Yeah, I can I can relate to that. It's a bit nauseating really. Yeah. And I'm really sad about it because I loved this game so much. Yeah, I definitely agree too. The uh, perhaps for me it was because I was in DOSBox and it wasn't running quite as smoothly as it used to. But the zoom in, zoom out definitely made me feel a bit seasick. Yeah, it's a bit much. Florian, do you, do you have something to say? Yeah, that didn't happen to me. I played it on a fourteen-inch CRT. So <laughs> <laughs> that's the way to do it. That's the right way to do it, right? Um, but uh, all in all, I, the game was pretty much the way I remembered it. Um, the only thing I really forgot about was how hard it was to steer those cars. <laughs> um, yeah, the feeling is weird. It, it, it's something to get used to, I think. But but when you just start out, it's uh, it's a bit awkward. Yeah, I didn't have many problems with the cars. But when traveling on foot, that's a different story. The controls for there, especially if you're trying to take on a gang, uh, that's a <laughs> that's a challenge. Yeah, that's a, sp oh, yes, aiming. a special technique to get. I think w what most people do is just rotate while shooting, so you can just take them out in one sweep. But, yeah, it's this weird, yeah, but that doesn't work. This weird zigzag dance. Yeah, but you know, yeah, but you'll there are a limited number of directions that you can shoot, uh, which you know it, it locks to you know thirty two directions or something. So, uh, <laughs> so that's a challenge as well. Yeah, and if you don't have any body armor, you just show up and it's wasted, wasted every time. <laughs> That's that's the same thing that that happened to me with the with the shooting and the aiming. That was really hard. But I learned on the forum that it's actually possible to strafe in this game, though I don't know how. Mm. So can someone enlighten me, please? Uh, I I've, have no idea. No, I don't know either. I did um I did say I would like controls that were strafing with the uh, WSAD and aiming with the mouse. Uh, I don't know if it's possible. If it if it is, then it's a very well kept secret. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah, I don't remember it. But no, that. That was just my ideal uh, fantasy controls for this. I see. I think this issue of the, well, being not inside a car, feeling super weird, could have actually easily been fixed by two things. The one would be to have some kind of a crosshair where you're shooting at, like, just a line mm -hmm. from your character where he would shoot to. And the other thing would be to, well, have proper rotation controls. Like, I mean, there are tons of DOS games where you basically are walking around and shooting. A modern example would be something like, um, how is this called? Hotline Miami? Um, uh, right, like Hotline Miami. Basically, yeah. I mean, you don't have to copy it one by one, but basically take all the design elements, how to rotate and everything from them, and you would have 
an uh, awesome feeling of being on foot. On the other hand, you want to drive mm. a car in this game. Yeah, definitely. I think the game actually has joystick support, doesn't it? Uh, I think so, yeah. Most games did back in the day. And though it's, it's quite weird that they didn't add mouse support in 1997. Um, yeah. Well, I don't remember using the mouse much, actually, back then to play games. Mouse was like uh, something you use uh, with office software or with, you know, more work mm -hmm, stuff. Mm -hmm. And games were just always on the keyboard, in my memory anyway. So, Yeah, but uh, I mean, Quake was a year old by that mm -hmm. time. And that that's a pure mouse yeah. game. <laughs> Did... I played Quake with the keyboard because I didn't realize you were supposed to use really? the mouse. It happened to me. Else? Yes, me yeah. too. Wow. Just A, A and Z to, to look up and down. It was so awkward. Oh, this is great. Well, I do remember this was not Quake. I, I never played Quake, to be honest. But I, I first played the first uh, the, the game based on... There were loads of games coming out based on Quake in the years after mm -hmm. with the Quake engine. And, and I played one of them. Uh, Kingpin, it was called, I think. Oh, yes. Um, okay. I remember that. Place. But I had never played uh, a first-person shooter with this mouse control. So I, I went and into the menu and I remapped everything so that it would make <laughs> sort of sense to me, it, completely ignoring the way it should be played. But I just thought, what, what the hell is this WASD stuff? I'm not doing this. And then I just remapped it all the way back to normal. <laughs> so, yeah. So, it's in a, a sense, I was lucky because I started 3D shooters with Half-Life, and that was my first 3D shooter game. Hmm. <laughs> so, Yeah, that was already uh, when, when things yeah were, were sort of found their way on how these control schemes work. I don't think things have really changed since. Uh, at least not in, in the way you play them. The, like, yeah, mm -hmm. the buttons. Um, okay. So, so everyone has played this game before. That's amazing. That's uh, I don't think we've had that often before. This game is super well known. That's just really what it's all about. Yeah, that's what it mm -hmm. comes down to. So we talked a little bit about how this game was developed by DMA Design, um, and they're known for games like uh, Lemmings. Earlier, I've actually I met. Um, Mike Daly once, who was the... Oh, yeah? Yeah. You've heard of him? Yes, yeah. Uh, he did the prototype for GTA and uh, did a lot of other DMA stuff, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So so he told me how uh, he made... Well, he, he was the one who came up with Lemmings. Um, because actually, back in the day, and that was his approach anyway, but I think it was a quite common approach, is that these games started uh, as a way to overcome a certain technical difficulty. So... Back then, computing power was really limited. And, and Mike Daly, he just came up with this idea of uh, having a hundred different sprites on the screen at once, all moving. And this just seemed like uh, a challenge. Mm. So that's what Lemmings eventually became. Just this intriguing question of, can I have a, a 100 guys on the screen? Um, and I think a sort of similar thing happened with GTA, because the first prototype... It was all about this 3D map. That was really the intriguing part to him. Like, can I have this uh, huge 3D map that's not loading in between? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's really what it's about. Uh, and then all the other stuff just came from having this giant map. Uh, and I think originally the game was called uh, Chase something. Race was and it? Chase. 
Right, race and chase. And and I think the idea was that it would be a cops and robbers game uh, where you could be either the cops or the robbers. Yeah, actually, um, the original design documents for race and chase are available online. Hmm. And they had envisioned four different uh, game modes. One would be a cannonball race mode where you just um, race from A to B and whoever gets their first wins... Then demolition, a demolition derby style game. What everybody seems to have played the game as. Yeah, that's that's what Mike does anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, then there's this bank robbery mode where you can play the robber, which is I think what turned into the actual Grand Theft Auto game in the end. Mm. And you could also play the police in theory. Or it was planned that you couldn't play the police. Yeah. So it everything got scrapped basically from this design. <laughs> Maybe they had some some playtesters who were just driving around town, destroying everything, and decided, hey. Maybe that's what they really want. <laughs> that's actually better. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think I do remember reading that uh, they they implemented the police mode and they found it was just really boring. <laughs> so mm. they, they they scrapped that in favor of the criminal one. Right. Um. I see also a bullet point here that says weather. Um. Is there? Is there different weather? No, but it was planned. This is all from the original uh, design document ah. where they stated what they wanted to do and that was to have different kinds of weather and they wanted to have manual gear shifting what? Um, <laughs> and things like that. They, they said there would, there would be a dashboard that shows your um, engine revs and speed and things like that, your current damage of the car and all that. Oh, wow. And nothing of that made it into the game. And I wonder, would it have been a better game with these things? I'm not so sure, actually. <laughs> Well, the weather could be interesting, maybe, I don't know. But manual gear changing, that's just madness. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> that's just... I totally agree. The weather would be something nice where you could be like, oh, like uh, sliding around the current heavily depends mm -hmm. on whether, if it rained or not. But stuff like manual gear changing would slow down the process of you being able just to jump out of a car jump into the next one and drive off. And I mean, that's what the game is all about. I mean, the title is not there just, I don't know, for shits and giggles. It's basically <laughs> the game you you walk up to a car. Oh, this is a nice car. Let's throw the, the uh, driver out and let's get in and drive myself. Oh, this is an even nicer car. Let's go there. Oh, there's a truck. I'm going to take that one. Yeah. I mean, this is a game. But imagine, though, going up to a really nice sports car, dragging the owner out, getting in. And then not being able to drive away because you can't work with the manual gear. That would be pretty um, good. To be honest, this has actually been implemented in a later GTA game. Uh, there's a game for the Game Boy, uh, no, for the DS, like this portable gaming device, where you actually can enter cars and it says, oh, it's locked. You have to play a mini game to unlock it by like screwing open uh, like parts of the car and then um, mm -hmm. connecting some wires and doing stuff like that. Oh. So you actually have that kind of gameplay in a GTA, in a top-down GTA. Now imagine that you're running from the cops, uh, you need to get into the car and then, uh, hey, mini right. game. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's really weird. Is this an official GTA for the Game Boy? Yes, it is. And it wow. basically looks like GTA 2, which was not unlikely, not unlike the first one, but a little bit more mm. on the 3D-ish side. So you still had top-down view, but sometimes it 
basically the camera tilted a little bit more back so you would really see that uh, see that the cars are actually in 3d mm. But the original Grand Theft Auto that we played uh, in November, that was also available for Game Boy Color, I think, right? Really? Yeah, they, I, I think it's even a, re a relatively good port, I hear. Uh, Game Boy Advance. Oh. I'm amazed this, oh, wow. this came through the, the Nintendo <laughs> uh, certification, certification process because it's just so massively mm. violent. I don't think Nintendo was particularly interested in, in having such violent games on their platform. Ah, but there's also Doom for the SNES, so... Hmm. Huh. Interesting. I mean, you have to think about this. Is basically, it was released in 2004 for the Game Boy Advance, what you're talking about now. So this came way later. Yeah, okay. I know. That, that, uh, I think it's from, from 1997 too, or at least a few la years later, I think. So, really? There was another um, one. All that, right. That, that's the original game that was uh, ported to the Game Boy Color. Oh wow! Uh, let okay. me see if I can find any info on one when that was released. <laughs> uh, now, now I'm hooked. Um, yeah, you're absolutely right. I just, I just looked at it uh, and I got a YouTube video, Grand Theft Auto Game Parking Boy Color, and the video description just says "ugh." <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, let's let's talk about the game itself uh, a bit. Um, and and Philip already. Uh, mentioned one um, really notable point was something that really stands out when you when you dive into this game now, and that's the zooming in and out. Uh, it's really quite intense uh, on a on a large monitor on a modern machine. Um, but but Florian, you said you played on a on a more well more authentic machine with a with a smaller monitor. Yeah. Um, and, and do you feel that it's um, that it, that it works better in that setting? Um, actually, I didn't have any problems with nausea at all. So hmm. for me, it worked well. That's interesting. Uh, did anyone else experience this? This well, either did did you have problems with it, or maybe you didn't? No, I think in the in the browser that I played it in, since it was such a you know, small browser window. I didn't really have any issues with nausea, but it, it was really, and again, I'm not sure if this is because I played it like in a flash browser or whatever, but it was really ugly when it made the transitions and the frame rates were just horrible. Mm. <laughs> but I was watching, but I was watching a YouTube uh, playthrough of the either PlayStation or 64 version, I think, and they looked equally as bad. So uh, the only thing different was the sound in those ones. So I think it might've just been the game itself. Yeah. But you didn't experience mm -hmm. any of the nausea or anything. No, I, yeah, it was it was you know it, it was just a it was maybe a, a fourth of my my monitor yeah. in total. It was a couple inches by a couple inches. Right. So it wasn't nothing nothing to really suck me in. Okay, so that's pretty interesting. So it seems there's a a relationship between the size of the of the the game and and whether you get you get sick or not. <laughs> um, what did you think, David? Uh, yeah, I think I mentioned before that uh, I felt a bit nauseous. I don't usually get 3D sick for games, uh, but uh, the zoom in, zoom out was definitely disorienting at first. Yeah. Uh, I did get used to it afterwards, but uh, at, at the start, it, it was definitely a problem. Yeah, that's what I remember as well when I first played the game in the 90s, when it just came out, that it was, I it felt a bit intense and it, a, a bit weird that it zooms in so so much and it zooms out as much as it does. Mm -hmm. But then actually you get, you kind of get used to it after a while. And then it's, 
yeah, it's just not really a thing anymore. Why why does it zoom in and out anyway? Why why can't it just stay zoomed out? What's wrong with that? Oh, that's a good point. I suppose because uh, when you're on foot and you want uh, you're not going fast, you don't need to see what's in front of you. You're uh, uh, you want to be able to see more closely what's around you. Uh, but having said that, often when you're on foot, you're having to run away from other people's bullets anyway. So you'd want to you'd want a wider view anyway. Yeah, yeah. Seems to me that the zooming in really doesn't add that much to the to the game but Mm -hmm. maybe maybe on a really tiny screen that's different i don't know yeah it it helped me a lot i think i mean you don't see much more if you have a bigger screen because just resolution gets gets worse but um i think when you're driving really fast you need to go far out to to see where you're going and even then it's hard uh, to actually steer in time and brake in time if you need to but if if that was really close, that that would be really hard. But then if you're if you're on foot and you're trying to shoot something, then it would be really hard mm. if it was zoomed all the way out. I guess that's a good point. Um, so yeah, that's the um, well, that's the zooming part. But there's other uh, aspects to the to the gameplay as well. Of course, uh, we mentioned getting in and out of cars already a bit, but that's really the main thing that you're doing, isn't it? It's just. You're spawned into this city. Well, there are actually three cities, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, there are, yes. There's, uh, I, I don't think Grand Theft Auto, except for maybe the the London uh, uh, expansion that, that Mike uh, played. But other than that, I think all the GTA games, they uh, they are in one of these three cities. So this is really... <laughs> this first game holds already the entire GTA universe. Yeah, that's right. In a way, I would have liked them to uh, go further afield than they did, because it felt kind of repetitive when everything's in Liberty City or uh, Los Santos or San Andreas. Um, the design document mentions Venice as a possibility, and I would love to see hmm. Grand, Th- uh, Grand Theft Gondola. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it, it's a shame that they didn't. Uh, put it further afield but maybe maybe it's an american it's a very american gangster film kind of game at heart uh gta 2 was gta 2 is really weird actually just now because uh it's 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 futuristic it's in a sort of futuristic ambiguously japanese city hmm. uh but and it's so different from all the others but at the time there was no gta mold to break then yeah yeah it's um isn't it mentioned in which city GTA 2 is? I think it it is literally called Anywhere City. Wow. I, I think from from the documentation. Wow. Yeah. That's it's it's an odd one. I uh, yeah, it also feels a bit different. It's less less gritty maybe. It's it's I don't know. It's uh it's a bit of a weird one. Yeah, definitely. Um So, what's the gameplay like actually? Um you 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 run around you shoot things but what's well how how does this uh how do you, how does a typical session of GTA uh play out what does it look like yeah you start by um you select the city you actually want to play in and which of the um two levels of the map you want to play then you start and you start driving around and then you can accept missions by um walking up to some um phones or um, you can steal several cars that will give you a mission, and then you try to fulfill that mission, and usually you fail, and then you try again. <laughs> <laughs> but w- what's the difference between the levels? Uh, because there's only three maps, mm-hmm. 
but each map has two levels. What's that about? And so you, in this map, you, you play one set of missions and then you play another set of missions. And there's also some background story that doesn't play any real, uh, that is, that's really not that <laughs> important at all, um, that connects all together. And yeah, that's basically it. Right. So it's just a different set of missions. Right. Uh, so you can revisit the map and it's, it'll be, there's a reason to come back and there'll be exactly different missions there. Are they di more difficult, the other levels? Um, I think um, I only played on the two Liberty, Liberty City levels completely. And I think the second one was not uh, necessarily more difficult than the first one. Mm. So there's no real uh, difficulty curve ramping up well no there is there's some difficulty when you move to the next city because um down the line the cities get more complex in shape and um, going from a to b becomes more and more difficult but besides that i think the difficulty itself of the missions it doesn't really change all that much or does anyone have a different <laughs> opinion on that i think later in the game you're asked to do uh increasingly insurmountable things sometimes uh like right. in the first level there's you're never asked to uh take on a, a gang with 10 machine guns uh single-handedly i think the main difference uh, as you get further into the game is that it holds your hand less uh mm. in the first mission in, in the first level you would be guided to uh, here's some armor here's a machine gun go and do this uh quick get to a repair shop here's one the equivalent in the last level would be, okay, you've got to do this. You're on your own. Find the resources yourself. Uh, you'll, you'll be you'll you'll be told you need to find a repair shop, but it won't tell you where any of them yeah. are. Right? Yeah, it's sort of expected of you. I think that you learn this city by heart. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, the the map. Uh, I remember also from the design document, the map, the paper map that you got with the game was an intentional part of gameplay. And uh, they say they say that you'll need to use this to navigate. They even uh, wanted to go as far as no pause feature, so that you would have to find a safe place to park, so that you could look up your map. Uh, wow. but, I, but I'm glad they didn't do that. Yeah, it's interesting. It's uh, when you first start out, it feels very overwhelming. Maybe it's like, oh, it's huge city. Mm. Where is everything? But but after a few hours of playing, it's it's almost the reverse. It feels like home. Then you know where everything is, and you'll just feel in control. I think that's one of the strengths of this game. When going back to it, you feel a little bit like, oh, I know this place. Yeah. I feel like home. For example, when you start up the game in the first map, driving somewhat northeast, you find a bridge with a uh, that's not finally constructed. And a la Blues Brothers, you can mm -hmm. just run over the hole there. If you've got enough speed <laughs> and are on the right lane, you just can jump over. And everybody rem remembers that. Right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's really the same. You go back to these uh, levels or to these maps after 20 years and you still know, ah, oh, this is this is this quarter and here's this thing. And somewhere around here was this car that I can steal. And <laughs> it's, it's really memorable, I think. Well, that's cool. That's, I mean, that really is a cool... Uh... Well, it's it's cool that you get this sense of mastery where you first you feel lost, but then you feel massively in control. And like, this is my, I know, yeah, I control this. I own this. Mm -hmm. And that's a really nice feeling to yeah. have. Yeah. And they, uh, one of the parts of the difficulty curve is that the later cities are much more difficult to navigate. Um, is the the final city, Vice City, is just absurd sometimes. the uh, There's one station near the northeast corner where the only way to access it is a bridge over a massive body of water. Uh, so you have to go over this bridge, 
by car and find the footbridge and go all the way back. And this is on a timed mission. Wow. Uh, there's no way you'd be able to do that unless you'd worked it out uh, yourself much far, further in advance. Yeah, that's that's still pretty cool, though. I mean, that if you achieve that, if you manage to to, to do it, then you feel yeah, you feel like you've achieved something. So yeah, you you know the city. So yeah, yeah, that's cool. And is the whole city uh, available right away? It usually is. I think there is there in the later maps. I'm not so sure, but at least in Liberty City, you can access every point from the beginning of the game. Hmm. Yeah, that's right. There are there are a couple of uh, small closed off areas which are only used for missions, but otherwise you are pretty much free to do what you want. Right. So it's a completely open world, and you just go where you want to go. This is a bit different, I think, from later games in the series uh, when they would contain the starting area more. Yeah. And then open it up as you go along. I guess that's um, to help players get used to the city they're in. Maybe they they found out that it was really hard to get started in the first game and then they wanted to make it easier for players and then just uh, re revealed the map part by part, I guess. Hmm, yeah. I mean, to be honest, I think it is far easier to navigate in GTA 1 and 2 because you only have this one layer. So basically there's one road. In GTA 3 and later on, even with GTA 5 and all the add-ons, you suddenly have, oh, there's a highway. Across from that, there's like a side road. And below that, there's a tunnel. So it's much more complex to navigate mm. in there. Besides just having just a 2D map in the end. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Although they do uh, counterbalance that by, you know, the cars now have uh, GPS. Right. Uh, which right. is... Equivalent, exactly how it evolved in real life as well. You know, in 1997, we we had the big road atlas in the back of the car with pages <laughs> 171 to 174 bookmarked, which was our home area. And then we, we had to pull to the side of the road and look up and trace route we have to take. And uh, now, now we have GPS to do it for us. That's really interesting. I hadn't considered that, but it's completely true. The, the, the evolution of this game mimics what happened in real life almost exactly. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's 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 amazing. But, but I guess that's that's kind of to be expected, or isn't it? I mean, <laughs> yeah, sure. But I mean, adding adding this GPS back in the nineties would have been really odd. Uh, yeah, it would have seemed really futuristic. Yeah. Yeah, but then later people have that in their actual cars. So then why not have it in the game as well? Mm -hmm. Cool. So what's next? Well, I'm just gonna throw something. Uh, in there a weird element of this game was basically the tone of the whole game well we talked about the violence in the game but also the presentation of the whole thing you start up with an announcer telling you uh, to get started yeah you hear a basically like an applauding audience and when you do really brutal stuff and finish missions then you hear something like oh that was great and you hear <laughs> right. an audience clapping and cheering for you so to me this whole game going back to it feels like a i would say like when the 80s would create a vision of the future with a over-the-top brutal and violent TV show with a, with an announcer. <laughs> this is what it feels like. Hmm. Yeah. But besides the violence, the game really is funny, isn't it? I mean, when you mm -hmm. actually read the, the, the bit of text that is there and uh, you actually try to understand all the puns that are in the names, then it's, it's really funny in the end. Yes. It's totally over the top and fun and everything in there. 
So, so it's a bit like um, you're on a TV show in this game, uh, with the with the audience and the announcer and everything. Mm -hmm. um, and that's that's actually not unlike uh, Carmageddon, which came out around the same time. And I think that game also has an announcer, and it's all also. Well, it's it's modeled after this uh, 70s film, I think, uh, Death Race 2000, it's called. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and, and actually this film is, is basically Carmageddon, but it's it's remarkably similar to the setting of Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Um, where the idea is that, yeah, you, you have this violent uh, driver going around and then people watch mm -hmm. this somehow and, and someone, yeah, so... It's interesting that this uh, made a sort of comeback in the 90s and multiple games came up with this uh, aesthetic and this vibe. Yeah, I've always, th I was, I've always thought those games are very similar as well. They're, it was the beginning of this uh, open world driving, uh, the possibility of having those big worlds that you could just go crazy in. Yeah, and they kind of lost it again during the series, the GTA at least, um, because now it's not, it's not as arcadey as all, at all. Uh, they lost almost all the 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 things that really make it a video game. You know, when you drive over something, then the the points that that are displayed in the middle of the screen, and yeah, people cheering, going, yeah, that's all mm -hmm. gone from the modern ones. I think, especially with what was it, GTA Four, with the main protagonist being Nico Bellic, which was basically a very sad and tragic story. This was basically. The total contrast of GTA 1, where it was like cheerful and funny and over the top, and that was like yeah. brooding and very dark and like, oh, the American dream, it's all a lie and mm. almost very political. But I have the feeling that they are with the add-ons of the new GTA are somewhat going back to a more arcadey variant. Also, you have to think about mm. that with modern GTA, you also have... A uh, another game that is very similar to it that is very over the top. How is it called? Please help me out, guys. I don't know what you mean. Saints oh. Rose. Ah, oh yes, yeah. Right, yeah. Which is sort of a competing series, right? Yes. So it's basically it's, it's sort of similar. It's basically but, like yeah. the other three D GTAs, but with everything over the top. So it's basically like the old GTAs feel, but in three D. Hmm. Yeah, that's from the tone, not yeah. from the gameplay, yeah. just from the tone. Um, now I, I remember Mike, you saying on the forums that you didn't particularly like the newer GTAs. Um, is this is this the reason? Is it because the more serious tone, or is that doesn't it have anything to do with it? I mean, it, it might partly be because of that. Uh, I think it goes back to what I was saying, where I end up just turning this into that demolition derby, where I don't really. I didn't really jive so much with those stories and those and those tones. It's kind of like I liked it when I was because uh, when I first played uh, the GTA London, I was you know 13 years old and it was really fun to go destroy things. And then when I played GTA three, it was like a secret game that you had to hide from your you know from your parents. I don't I could only play it I could only play it at one of my friends' house pretty much, <laughs> and it was sort of like you had to kind of go over there and you played it. And it was like I remember there was like a hardware store and you got a katana and you went and like you know, attacked random townspeople. And it was fun for a couple of minutes, but then like, yeah, it just got really, you know, it got really dull. And even when you're doing the missions, like it took itself way too seriously. And then when you're doing the rampages, mm. the rampages were like, I guess I kind of, you know, 
I don't want to say outgrown that, like I'm so mature or anything, but it's sort of like, you, it's not, it's not so much fun anymore just to go and like wantonly destroy everything. And so then I had this weird, you know, it, it sort of like left me no room for, for footing to play the game. Right. Does so, that make sense? Yeah. But maybe, maybe you're saying that the tone does have something to do with it. Yeah. I, th- I think, uh, I think it could the be. The first game was just, yeah, just crazy fun, but later they sort of lost that and then you lost interest with that. Yeah, I think I think that might be it, yeah. Hmm. For me, it actually was a completely different reason because I loved GTA 2 and I was so looking forward to GTA 3. But then I read, it's third person. Like, from, like, Laura Croft and all those games I couldn't stand playing. Hmm. I do love first person, sh- uh, like, games back then, hmm. but I, I never could deal with playing a character that is visible on screen in a 3D environment. And basically that was, for me, I was so disappointed that GTA 3 was in, like, really 3D. Mm -hmm. So I never played it. And going back, uh, like, going to the future, I actually played, what was it, GTA San Andreas, which was basically the third yeah. GTA in 3D and found out, oh, this is really fun. You can do tons of stuff and there's much fun to be had. And then I even went back and played um, the second GTA, which many fans really love. Like, uh, sorry, the second 3D GTA, uh, which uh, basically is like Miami Vice the game. And the soundtrack of the modern GTAs is just amazing yeah i mean especially the 80s one is just full of iconic music and this alone makes the game worth playing to be honest it's cool to to talk a a little bit about this soundtrack because it's really a big part of this uh gta series and and it's become a a larger part of it as well it's a somewhat of a a legendary thing now the the gta soundtracks Mm mm-hmm um but but the 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 core idea is already in there uh, in the first game i think um because the idea is to recreate um like a fake radio station or actually multiple stations so uh you would get into this car and and it i think it adds a lot that um you you well of course you're stealing these cars mm-hmm. really so they're they're foreign cars to you you you're not uh yeah, they're not your own cars. And one thing that really stands out if you get into someone else's car is what they have playing on the radio, which might not <laughs> be what you would put on. So <laughs> I think this really adds a lot to the vibe of getting into a uh, yeah a car that's not your own car. Definitely, yeah. And my, my favorite part of it is that uh, if you get into a pickup truck, they're all <laughs> playing the country and western station. Exactly. And you can't retune it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but the country and western station is in the game exactly for this reason. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's great. It's so clever that they came up with this. Like, what makes you feel this is not your car? Well, to have a really odd station on with, with really ch- strange music that you would never put on yourself. Um, and yeah, and uh, it was it was all just, I think, two people in the studio just writing all these genres of music. <laughs> wow, really? Can you imagine... So, some Scottish person trying to do desperately do the hip hop station. Um, they, they did it really convincingly. I was I was convinced that these were all different bands that were uh, included in the game, but it was just it was just a couple of people doing the whole thing. Wow, that's amazing! I had no idea. Amazing, because later on they would just have 
real licensed music on, wouldn't they? Yeah. Yeah, but for this first game, well, this this is sort of what I meant earlier, that this is not the the big game that it later was, because there's obviously no budget to have this real licensed music in. So just they just threw something together themselves, uh, which is really charming, I think. To throw in an anecdote to the whole music thing, I actually found out, oh, mm, the CD of this game actually has those tracks as CD audio. Mm, yeah. Mm. Then I, like, by trial and error, I found out by burning my first CDs, oh, I can actually, after starting the game, I can quickly switch the CD and then it would play my CD. And I created basically music that would actually fit to the cars you would enter, mm. but wow. be music I would normally listen to. Like, for example, oh, some... Uh, if you would enter a police car, it would play punk music. <laughs> and if you would enter, like, a high-speed car, it would play some techno and stuff like that. Wow. That was really fun doing that. And you figured this all out just by uh, listening to the original CD? Uh, well, no, it was more like um, I've had a burnt CD of my own, which I just changed to try it out. And it worked, and mm. then by trial and error, actually, I found out on which position of the CD audio, which track of which car would play that. Wow, that's amazing. I was young, I had time. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and, and speaking of, of doing things yourself, um, you've been doing some modding, haven't you, David? <laughs> yes, I did. Uh, I did make an attempt at modding, because I noticed that uh, all the mission definitions are just there in plain text. Um, right. Their security was that they just made the definition language completely incomprehensible. Okay. Because <laughs> they uh, they have uh, every... Uh, you have to define objects, and then you have to define uh, a script that uses those objects. Some of the commands uh, deal with blocks, which are the 64 by 64 pixel uh, squares in the game. Some of them deal with pixels for more precise movements. Uh, there's not a lot of uh, definition between which one uses what. Um, but yeah, I did, I did make a couple of, uh, odd things. Like I noticed that you could, uh, put a boat in the game. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's only used as scenery, uh, normally, but it's fully functional as a vehicle. You can take it on land. Uh, <laughs> you can drive around in the boat? Yeah, you can just drive around in a boat. Oh, I remember wow, that. Wow, yeah. that's great. So yeah, it's, uh, there's a lot of possibility there. And I did, uh, download a couple of, uh, total conversions that people had made. Um, they're slightly buggy, uh, and are prone to exit to DOS at a moment's notice because they haven't uh, mm. typed the right five-digit number in that refers to the right object. Right. Um, but yeah, it, it is definitely possible to mod the game and make your own missions. That's very cool. Was this, was this uh, intended as a feature, do you think? I'm not absolutely sure because there's definitely no uh, documentation on it um, included with the game, mm. but uh, it is just a plain text file and... Uh, yeah, the, right. although I suppose the mission def the the actual text that comes up in the game, oddly enough, that's not a plain text file. That's all compressed and uh, encoded. Uh, but but the hmm. the lines that define which objects are in the game and what to do with them, uh, they're they're all just uh, freely editable. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. I think mm -hmm. modding was already uh, established as a as a thing back in those those days. I remember people were really into modding Doom and Doom 2. Yeah, absolutely. So it was something that was... Uh, devs were aware that, that people wanted to do this. So Actually, yeah. to add another 
like really stupid finding out stuff. I I don't know how, but some from somewhere I got a level editor for GTA. Wow. And they couldn't do too much uh, with it. Um, but one thing you could really easily do, and that was basically you could just draw the um, directions where the cars would drive onto it. So basically it, it looked like, I don't know, it looked like a floor plan and you could click on in which direction would uh, a car drive on that tile. Hmm. And, well, I mentioned the bridge that was missing some parts in the middle before. Mm-hmm. And of course, what did I do? I let all cars just drive in there. And it was, I don't know, somewhat funny to me back then, just standing there and just having people line up. It's like, oh, it's a busy day. They all go to work and they are honking and there's some traffic jam. But one by another just drives off that um, <laughs> off that cliff right into the ocean and disappear into nothing. And I stand there and laugh my ass hey, off. But that's, that's where you can see the origin of the game as being um, a successor to Lemmings, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. Oh, you're right. Wow. Oh, this is nice. I, I, I used to love to just... Uh, pile lots of cars together i was just steal them and and bring them all to the same spot and just and chain reaction yes right yes this is i think 90 percent of the time i spent with gta was just doing this it's just collecting cars and bringing them together and then lighting them on fire and then make these massive massive chain reaction explosions for me that was the game really but well, I think I think actually the a lot of the joy of this game comes from the fact that it's sort of a sandbox. That it's sort of a yeah, this is a town. Do whatever you want. Um, That's right. Yeah, and um, I I was actually surprised when I went back to it and. Uh how stiff it was i'm not sure if that's the right word but uh you know when you get into a car you punch someone you take them out they'll just wander off they won't really care no um but uh you know even even the level of open world that is in gta was extremely impressive for the time yeah totally yeah they wouldn't come after you or anything i think that was in only in later games a thing i'm not completely sure if they, that yeah yeah that's right yeah yeah, I think I think GTA Two even, uh, which I moved on to after completing this one. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, G- GTA Two has the uh, more violent or more uh, <laughs> more insistent pedestrians. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Um, any any other things you you noticed when playing two and compared them to to one? Uh, that when you're chased by the police in two, they're like RoboCop compared to GTA One. <laughs> oh well, what, what do you mean? It's the the police are much more. Uh, violent and efficient and uh, mm. frightening in GTA 2 compared to 1. Uh, in, in 1, right. as, long as, you don't, as long as you don't get caught by the machine gun-wielding roadblocks, uh, the police are quite easy to deal with. But GTA 2, they'll, they'll call out SWAT teams with armor. Uh, yeah. they'll, they'll hunt you down much quicker. I mean, in, in the end, they'll even stand up there with tanks and hunt you down. Yes, yeah. But they can in, in the first game they can actually blow up your car by just uh, chasing you and bumping into you several times and you're like shit I cannot get away and the more your car gets gets um, destroyed the slower it gets and they bump into you any more even more and then both cars blow up. <laughs> That's right enough. Yeah, I mean uh, something that I did notice throughout is the feeling of vulnerability you always have 
uh, even even when you're far into a level, you're only one bump in the wrong place or one uh, standing too close to an explosion from just losing everything instantly. Right. The game really keeps you on your toes, I guess. Mm-hmm. But then again, you just respawn again and, and well, you, you don't really lose any lives or anything like that, right? Oh, yes, you do. You do. Oh, yeah? You, you have a limited number of lives. I think you start with five or something like that. And But you, oh, wow. you can put, pick mm-hmm. up extra lives. Oh. But there's a limited number and you can actually game over the game. Oh. And you lose your multiplier. Ah, but that, that only happens when you get caught. You don't lose any multiplier when you get killed. In oh, fact, that, you're right. A, that's, that, that's actually a good strategy. If you got your multiplier really high, uh, maybe you want to explain what the multiplier is. Um, so when, whenever you finish a mission, you get um, a plus one multiplier on all the uh, points that you get. So when you got 100 points before and you finished uh, three missions, then you will get 400 points instead. Ah. And whenever you get caught by the police, this value is halved. So you lose half of your progress, basically. Mm. But when you let the cops kill you, then you keep all your multipliers. Right. So it's better to die sometimes than to be caught. Yes, in, in fact it is. Unless you are low on, on extra lives, then maybe you want to get caught instead. Oh, that's interesting. That's really arcadey also. Um, yes, that's, that's what I thought. It's really like, like this, this arcade way of doing things. And I think they lost this completely in, in later GTAs. Uh, David, were there still lives in GTA 2? Yeah, there are still lives there. Uh, they dropped okay. it in GTA 3. Right. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. They changed a, a lot, though, for the for the 3D version. Uh, GTA 3 is almost a different game. It's, uh, well, yeah, it's, that, it's not just a perspective. It's, yeah. Like you and Mike mentioned before, yeah, it's very, it's very story-driven uh, after GTA mm. 3. Yeah. One thing there is uh, we haven't talked about before is that uh, the the cities, they're, of course... Uh, they're of course based on on real places, uh, so Liberty City is very obviously is New York City, but also all the um, the parts of town they're renamed, like mm-hmm. Queens they called it Kings stuff like that, and uh, Hackensack is a thing which uh, Hackenslash what's <laughs> what's this? Uh, Hackensack, as far as I know, is just some district of uh, New York City, and they named that Hackenslash, which is uh, basically a way of, or a kind of, of role-playing <laughs> game, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and that, that makes sense because it fits uh, the theme of the game. <laughs> right. And the same thing happened with Fort Lee, mm-hmm. which is now Fort Law. Yeah, but Manhattan, they, they are just called Island City, which is a proper description of Manhattan, I guess. Yeah. Um... Yeah, that's that's for the maps, but there's also names for all the cars, of course. Yeah, that's right. The uh, Mandano in uh, Liberty City. Yeah, I, th- I think they're throughout the game as well. That that was the nickname, at least in Britain, it was the nickname for the Ford Mondeo because it was a very safe, boring car. Right, but it's it's a good car in the game, actually. <laughs> I think it's 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 not the fastest car, but it can take quite a punch. So yeah, you yeah, yeah. bump into things, it doesn't explode immediately, and it gets you from A to B relatively quickly. And it doesn't uh, do this 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 super crazy steering where you just tip the right cursor <laughs> key and the car turns 180 degrees like on the um, <laughs> on the Beast GTS, for example. Yeah, the Beast. Who doesn't remember the Beast? It's uh, those those names are really cool. The the Beast, the Mamba. The Porca, mm-hmm. the Gossi. Yeah, I, I I didn't understand any of this when I first played it because I didn't know anything about cars and I didn't know anything about America. But uh, all of these are <laughs> nicknames for real life things. 
Yeah, because the beast is actually a viper. Mm-hmm. As, as is the mum. The mamba. Yeah, the mamba is <laughs> also a viper. That, that I thought was was quite weird. They have the same car in two versions: once in the GTS version and once in the um, convertible, and they give it a completely different name. That was incomprehensible to me, especially as I was a big <laughs> Viper fan back in the day. <laughs> you remember the, the the TV series Viper? Um, I actually don't, so I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. ah, too bad. Uh. So. Just a call to everybody who's played the game now. What's your favorite car in the game? Ooh, hard to tell. Maybe the Cossi, I think. Why the Cossi? Um, it's not as slow as the Mandano, but at the same time, um, not as uh, fragile as the Viper or the Countach. Yeah, that's the thing. I really like to go for these fast cars, but you can't keep them. Uh, yeah, they just fall apart after a few blocks. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, not, not if you know how to drive. You know, but, uh, <laughs> Depends on how many things you're banging into. <laughs> it's really hard to drive uh, in this game without bumping into things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you have a favorite, Philip? Yes. Uh, well, for me, it's not a car. For me, to be honest, it's a super bike. Ah, um, are you crazy? It's <laughs> yes, uh, totally. And uh, to be honest, I would never choose this uh, vehicle on a mission I really want to finish. But it's just so much fun because on one hand, you can just drive upstairs. <laughs> and on the other hand, the speed of this thing is yes, just... and then you fall off. Ridiculous. <laughs> but, well, if you touch anything, you fall <laughs> off the bike. <laughs> but it's just so much fun. It's basically chaos. Mm-hmm. That is a good point as well, that the bikes are unique in that they don't blow up when you use a jump with them or you take them downstairs and things like that. Uh, so you can get into secret areas with bikes, but mm. not cars. Right. And actually, they removed bikes for GTA 2. Mm. So can anyone uh, comment on the, um, the cheat codes? Well, I just wrote down, they are a ton of fun. I basically had several friends back then that had their first email address was a cheat code from GTA. Ah. Well... Because there are just tons of cheat codes when you can, instead of your name, I hope I don't mix this up with GTA 2, but when you enter your name, there are several cheat codes you can enter for ah, the game. Right, so that's you don't actually enter them while playing. Right, but there are also some you can enter while playing. I'm not totally sure, but what I just want to say no matter how you use those cheats, this is a fun game to cheat in. Basically, not to finish the missions, just to cause mayhem and get, don't know, like all kinds of weapons and do stupid stuff. Mm, right. So you you don't have to first go around town to gather anything. You can just... Right. Yeah. Right. If you just want to mess up stuff, there you go. That's cool. But I think it disables high scores or something like that. So it's it, it's somewhat fairer, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, we talked about a lot of expert aspects of this game already, I think. Um, we talked about the graphics, we talked about the music, the way it went from, from top-down to 3D. Um, we described the gameplay a bit. We talked about contemporary reviews as well, being that they're all over the place. <laughs> and and modding a bit and... and Huh, we covered a lot of uh, of ground. This is good. Um, is there something we haven't talked about? Well, I see Toasty has posted a question into our uh, document. Oh. 
And he writes, why isn't this genre more prevalent today? Obviously, 3D World, uh, like open world, is common for AAA games. But why not so many indie low-budget titles? If they do exist, what are they? And I'm just going to answer with Retro City Rampage. It's a quite hard, all-over-the-place GTA 1 clone hmm. with some mixed gameplay. It basically feels like GTA 1, even more arcadey for the SNES. And it's fun. That sounds cool. Yes. And there's actually... The guys actually made a DOS port for the game. Wow. You can actually buy it on disc. Wow. And when, when was this game made? I think like five years ago, seven years ago. Oh, wow. Let me look it up. That's really cool. Um, someone else, uh, something else to, uh, to talk about as a subject or something just to comment on? One thing we just very briefly touched is the question, which uh, graphics mode do you think is the best? Mm. Um, because you, I think you, Martin, I think you played in the 8-bit version because you couldn't get the 24-bit graphics working. Yeah, we were talking about this at the start when you were fiddling with the stream. All right. Um, and, and I'm really impressed that you got the 3DFX version going, but I think the rest of us, we all played either the 8-bit or the 24-bit uh, versions. Um, yeah, I I would have gone for the 24-bit version, but I it just wouldn't run right. right. So that's why I went with the 8-bit version. And yeah, to be honest, I'm fine with whatever. I mean, yeah. I think you also found out that the um, graphics are not only lower, um, lower color uh, depth, but also they are completely different tiles, aren't they? Mm -hmm. Yeah, David mentioned this quickly that they uh, they didn't uh, put as much love in the in the eight bit version as they did in the twenty four. So I think it's maybe like a first pass or a first yeah, just the the first graphics they had, and then they went on to polish the twenty four bit version, but. The 8-bit version, not so much. Right. So maybe that's it. Yeah, it it just looks different. Also, the colors are not just... It's not just less colors, but it's also just different colors. It's all... Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a different looking game in 8-bit. Um, since you played uh, the web version, uh, Mike, or at least you played the DOS version in a, in a web browser, I don't think you played... You know which version you, you played, do you? I have no idea, but I... I think it was probably the 24-bit version, simply because um, oh. when I watched the YouTube video that someone was playing, like the PlayStation version, it looked uh, the look was identical. Yeah. I didn't see a different set of tiles or anything, so I just assumed that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, that's. I think that's the version most people played. Yeah, uh, that's my impression anyway. Like that's the default version, mm -hmm. and then the 8-bit version is just for people who had really old hardware, and then the 3D FX version was for. Super cool kids who had a voodoo card. Though <laughs> <laughs> so I think that you get the best look out of, out of this game if you use a newer computer than uh, from 1997 and you use the 24-bit version and you raise the resolution. Yes, uh, hmm, definitely. To like 800 by 600 or something like that. Is that is that possible by default? Yeah, yeah. You just you can do it while you play the game. You press one of the function keys um, and then you can select a new resolution and continue playing. Ah, that's cool. And but, that's that's very very good. Um, yeah, but you would need a really beefy computer to. Uh, yeah, yeah. At, I mean, at the time, I could barely get it running smoothly um, on three twenty by two forty on my uh, Pentium MMX. So I guess. <laughs> yeah. You you need like like four five hundred megahertz to get it running smoothly. I guess. Wow. On higher resolutions. Wow, that's insane. 
that wasn't readily available, I think, in 97 when this game came out. No, but it means it, it means you can play the game a few la years later mm. and get better graphics. Yeah, okay, that's cool. Um, One other thing that we haven't mentioned, but uh, which is a feature of the game, is the multiplayer aspect. Right. Uh, because the game does support multiplayer, and we had planned on playing a multiplayer session with the with DOS Game Club, but since people had so much trouble getting the game to run at all, <laughs> uh, yeah, it never happened. Um, but then I read that that it wouldn't have worked very well to begin with because apparently it's very laggy. So mm. yeah, I think it's uh, yeah. one of those old DOS games that was. Uh, Designed exclusively for IPX networks and just does not run under anything else. Yeah, and it's also very much meant for local area networks, I think, mm. uh, and not not so much because it's possible to to emulate IPX over uh, TCP/IP and play it over the internet. But I think the lag would be, yeah, especially between Europe and America, mm -hmm. that would be a problem. I guess we got a um, a taste of that when we. Did multiplayer on Doom, right? Yeah. That was horrible lag. <laughs> that was... And actually, it was still sort of fun uh, in a weird way, even though the, the frame rate was was abysmal. Uh, I still had sort of... Yeah, I had fun playing Doom even at one FPS. So that says something about that game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I will tell you that I, I did uh, do a GTA 2 uh, multiplayer in university, and I have not laughed that hard playing a game oh, ever oh, since. Yes. Oh, yes. I think GTA 2 was somewhat famous, actually, for its multiplayer. I think mm -hmm. that's the... Yeah, a lot of people enjoyed that. Well, I think the big advantage of GTA 2 on the multiplayer, besides from not desynchronizing so often, I still remember someone being like, oh, I ran you over. And I was like, no. <laughs> no, you're driving besides me, but not on me. Well... But with GTA 2, there were smaller maps. Yes. And if I don't remember, uh, if I remember that correctly, that option was not in GTA 1. And the problem with that was basically the city was huge. And until you met, it would take perhaps one or two minutes. Then one of you runs the other one over and bam, you respawn on the opposite side of this uh, of the city and you have to walk back all the way and or drive yeah mm, and yeah. with gta 2's much smaller cities you could set up for multiplayer it was much more fun mm, yeah there, right. there were specific multiplayer maps for that which made it a lot better yeah yeah that's probably it whenever i i hear people talking about gta 2 they mention the multiplayer that's like one of the main things to them so and this is not yeah for the other GTAs, it doesn't seem to be as big of a feature. But it, on the other hand, with GTA 2, the uh, weapons were not balanced at all. So basically, GTA 2 on multiplayer was like eating pizza or junk food. You know, it's not really good, but it's so much fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you could steal a tank, you could uh, fit that with a bomb, leave it parked around the corner and hide <laughs> around the corner and wait for somebody to get into it. Exactly. Oh, that sounds great, actually. But then again, pizza sounds great as well. So yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, I th I think this is it. I think we've talked about everything that's uh, worth mentioning. So, unless someone agree uh, doesn't agree with that. <laughs> I have just one little fact to volunteer that uh, one of the friends at school uh, that I used to play GTA with, uh, he is now working at Rockstar Games, and wow. he has a credit in Grand Theft Auto V. 
he's one of the people that uh, write the uh, the tool that the graphics artists use to import their models and build the city. Wow! So uh, he's 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 now making the game, making the series. Oh, that's super cool. So I think the only question that remains now is: uh, Would you recommend the game today? I would. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's yeah, fast. definitely. I think I think that it's still a lot of fun. I would love for there to be a mid-level save feature because uh, I don't really want to. I don't really have time to sit at the computer for two or three hours anymore for the bigger cities. But uh, I was trying to get DOSBox to uh, state save. It just wouldn't do it. Mm. Uh, so that's that's kind of a hole in it. But it's it's still fun. Right. Would you agree, Mike? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I this one like. I don't think I'd. I don't think I'd recommend. Maybe if there was a state saving function, I could. But like, I don't think I'd really recommend more than just a, a pass mm. by this one. Sort of as like a novelty. Yeah, just to get a sense of what it was like back then, but not to mm-hmm. actually play it. What's What's the reason for that? What is the part that you like least that makes you not recommend it? I think it's it's the feeling. There, there's a lack of uh, there's a lack of progress when you're doing the missions. You know, it's like you kind of like, because I was doing the missions this time when I was playing it, I was trying to to really focus. I was like, I'll do some missions. I'll do a little bit of destruction. I'll do some missions. And it's like you do you do one and then you get called off to something else in the middle of it. And there's kind of no sense of completion. And then you kind of die. And then you start all over again. And you're like, where the heck am I? Like, <laughs> So, yeah, I guess that's, that's part of how I was. That's how I was. I, I felt like there was there was because you guys were talking earlier about being so knowledgeable about every part of the city and i guess i never got that kind of mm-hmm. uh in this playthrough i never got that kind of uh uh you know mental acuity with the, mm-hmm. the layout of the city i was just kind of struggling and grasping for for anything and i never i never got past the first level yeah i, I think maybe it would have helped if you had the physical map yeah i think so i think that would have helped and you guys when you're talking about that i was i didn't i didn't know there was one <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I was playing with it in uh, you know the game on one monitor, the map on the other, and the difference is really astounding. It's it's so easy to get lost without it, but having it up there makes it a lot better. Yeah, that might that might have changed it for me. I might I might I might then if there was that I might I might change my answer if I played it with a map next to it. Right. So quite, you, quite honestly, so you wouldn't recommend the pirated copy, but yeah, <laughs> an actual copy might might be worth it. <laughs> that might be worth it, yeah. Uh, but just just as a side note, you can find all the maps online. Yeah, of <laughs> course, of course. Uh, Philip, what do you think? Well, on one hand, this game, you can just get it for free. Just download it. Uh, it was released as freeware, so there's nothing you can lose. And on the other hand side, just messing around inside the game, not really playing missions, it's just fun already. And if you get over the graphics and the zooming in and out, I think there's much fun to be had. But I totally agree, this game does not really lead you somewhere or help you if you misread or misunderstood some instructions of a mission. Well, you are just lost. So it's not really easy getting into it compared to modern GTA games, where if you don't do a mission properly, someone will actually call you on your phone in the game and explain you something but it's archaic it's fun i mean just give it a go yeah now that you mention um that the game doesn't really lead you anywhere i think i never saw um san andreas and um, vice city in back in the day when i played it as a kid because i played just for four months in liberty city because i never realized there was a second part to it (laughs) (laughs) 
And aren't they uh, aren't they available right away? I no, think. you have to you have to finish um, the missions first, exactly. or you have to finish the the um, the um, right amount of money before you can progress to the next level. Right. Or you can cheat. Or you can cheat. Mm. Mm. Yeah. If you know the cheat code. <laughs> okay. Uh, cool. Um, I think that wraps it up then. Yeah. Uh, unless anyone else has something uh, to say about it, I think this was uh, this was Grand Theft Auto. I can't believe we've played this one because it's such a it's such a cool game, and I don't think a lot of people realize that this game started out as a DOS game. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's really cool that we could include it with our uh, with our club. Absolutely. Um. So yeah, that's uh, that's Grand Theft Auto One, the first one. Um. Now about DOS Game Club. Uh, I just want to say that currently, as we're recording this, it's uh, mid-December. And in December, we are playing uh, The Incredible Machine. Yay! Which, <laughs> <laughs> which was uh, published by Sierra, I think. Um, and yeah, it's just a really charming, really uh, different game. And yeah, it's something uh, it's something to check out, definitely. So if you haven't already, then dive into the incredible machine now uh you can join the discussion at the forums on dosgameclub.com uh you can also talk to us on irc we're on uh, afternet in the channel dos game club and we're on twitter under the name dos game club as well so that's how to uh well discuss what we're doing with us um now uh the next game that's up in january which will be uh in the new year so yeah, that's a sort of a special event, Florian. <laughs> we've uh, we've managed to survive all of 2017. Well, almost. We started in March. So <laughs> yeah, okay, but still, this is something. That's an achievement for anyone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so in January of 2018, um, well, we actually did a Twitter poll, didn't we? We did, and it was rigged. And it was not rigged, and. Uh, <laughs> And Heroes of Might and Magic won the poll, so that's what we're playing. Uh, and even though another game on the poll was uh, Master of Orion, and uh, Florian really wanted us to play that one, so we'll, we'll play it anyway yeah, one day. No, well, not in January, but without a vote. Yeah, without a vote. Well, we'll play it some other time. But in January, January we will we will be playing uh, Heroes of Might and Magic, which uh, I think is great. I I love to play that game, so I'm really looking forward to that. Um, now for February, fe February, <laughs> February, um, what can you tell us what we have uh, lined up, Florian? Yeah, um, so a short story. Um, I remembered this one game and I had the, the screens of that game somehow in my mind and I didn't remember what it was and it took me several hours to Google it and I said, hey, this game, uh, I remember nothing of it. It's probably a terrible game and... Probably nobody has ever heard of it, and therefore we have to play it in DOS Game Club. And okay. The game's name is Transarctica. Um, Transarctica? Yes, also known okay. as Arctic Baron. Okay. Um, it's basically, the storyline is you are, we are in the far future, and uh, the Earth is frozen all over, and there are big uh, railroad systems all over the planet, and people are uh, driving around in their trains and... Uh, basically killing each other, harvesting uh, resources and trying to do things that I'm not aware of what they are yet. Okay. What sort of a game is it? 
Um, I'm not entirely sure. I think it's kind of a maybe. It's like strategy. <laughs> it looks so like sure. it might be point okay. and click, like a, maybe a point and click adventure almost. I'm looking at no, no, Google, no. Google Image the screens search. are the, the the screens are deceiving. Oh, okay. Hmm. It's it's really okay. it's really about driving around uh, with your train, uh, hunting mammoths. Uh, yeah, building new railroad, new new tra- rail tracks, okay. interesting, and killing other pe- players on their. This trains. sounds yeah. like a really interesting game. Uh, yeah. I had never heard of this one, so Mm-mm. yeah, I, I just remember the the feeling of uh, I, I had played that for quite some time, and I cannot remember anything about it except that I know I played it. Okay, <laughs> well, we'll check that one out in uh, in February. Um, but until then. Uh, yeah, thank you for uh, for listening, and thank you uh, for for being here, Florian, David, Mike, and Philip. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, thank you very much. It's super cool that you. Uh, yeah, it's super cool that you wanted to uh, to talk thanks about. Thanks for the podcast. Yeah, well, it's uh, it's our pleasure. So uh, yeah, please join us, and and uh, we'll see you uh, uh, next time on the next episode. Bye. <laughs> and go out. Bye. Play DOS games. <laughs> <laughs> Play the moon. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>By the way, I looked it up. Uh, a Retro City Rampage is from 2014, and there's been a, a limited uh, release. A thousand discs were printed and labeled and put together with 3D glasses, and this game, uh, a port of this game, runs on a 486 DOS computer.